the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and, you know, I tell you, it's just so wonderful being able to wake up being able to have a smile on your face, being able to maintain and have all of these positive thoughts because we don't be, need to be thinking negative and, and we need to stop disturbing ourselves uh, when we start thinking that way. And, you know, I tell you, unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of times we let uh, <laughs> the other side of us take over the, uh, the main side and there's no focus there. And so how do we stop doing that how do we get an understanding on how we can stay focused and how do we get an understanding on that we have to build our confidence and we also have to have equilibrium have to have balance in everything that we do and so i got a guest that's coming on the show today that's here already that's gonna help us out on understanding a lot of the things that uh, we struggle with and he's going to identify a lot of things uh, through his work over the last 50 years 50 plus years and he's still working still helping people still doing absolutely great things you know so i I, before i get started i got to say that uh, my wonderful fantastic co-host is not with us today she's on the plane on her way to New York, she's listening to the show right now until the plane take off. You know, so how you doing, Todd? Oh, what's that? Oh, I'm sorry, I, uh, I lost my focus. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited about how you today's doing? show. <laughs> and I, you always have great guests, and we always have great takeaways. So I'm excited for today's show, James. Well, you know, the, um, we're going to talk to this guest today, and uh, actually, he's going to talk to us. And the title of the show today is how to stop disturbing yourself <laughs> i mean how can we stay focused it's just like what i said in the monologue how you, how you stop disturbing yourself and listen audience i challenge you to call in and ask questions and if you want to be part of this great conversation with dr michael mantel again that's dr michael mantel that's one eight eight eight. 344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. So let me get started with, uh, first of all, the purpose of today's show. The purpose of today's show is getting to know the background of cognitive behavior coach, Dr. Michael Mantel. Also to discuss how he helps others to stop disturbing themselves. Uh, 
also, again, discussed the emotional help pandemic over the past couple of years due to COVID. We all have been experiencing that. And also discuss his book. The link is what you think. You know, so let me tell you a little bit about this great man. Uh, just like I mentioned, uh, Dr. Michael Mantell, for the last, for nearly 50 years, has been helping people of all ages, background, and, you know, disturb themselves less and create a lasting positive change with compassion based on rational, emotional, behavior, coaching methods. He has served as the chief psychologist for the Children's Hospital of San Diego, chief psychologist for the San Diego Police Department, chief behavior science consultant for American Council of uh, exercise on exercise co-founded the chief science officer of plus size certification as an assistant clinical professor in the department of psychiatry at UCSD Dr. Mantel has done so many other things we're going to talk about all of those things uh, including his great book you know so uh, I tell you uh, a lot of publications, uh, Wall Street Journal, uh, Women's Magazine, Men Magazine, Men's Health, uh, L.A. Times, uh, American Society of Hematologists, Physician Wellness. I tell you, this man has done it all. He's continued to do it all. And uh, I want to bring Dr. Michael Mantea to the show. How you doing, sir? My friend, if I if I heard any more of that, I'd start to wonder, uh, what's that number I can call into the show and say, how did you do all that? When did you do all that? What, what, <laughs> My what? goodness, thank you for that very kind and lovely introduction. And you know, um, I want to thank you and Michelle both for having me back again. Uh, the last, we, this is the second time I've been on your show. And as we said last time, you know, it crashed. We had some technical difficulties. But with the way we look at things, not the thing itself, the way we look at things determines it all. So we looked at that as, wow, this adversity, technical difficulty, led to me being invited back for a second time. What an opportunity. Here we are. Well, you know, it's an absolute pleasure uh, having you back on the show, Doc. And, and I tell you, uh, uh, we're not going to have any technical difficulties this time. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I tell you, uh, my home studio is where you're at right now. And uh, my great producer, Todd, going to make sure all those things. But Dr. Mantel, can you tell our listeners where you grew up and what you love about the city that you grew up in? Uh, great question. I grew up, I was very fortunate and blessed to be able to grow up in Newark, New Jersey, um, a very interesting town back in the 1950s when I was in elementary school and the 60s when I was in high school. Um, and uh, it, it was a great city. Um, my parents were in the shoe business. Uh, they had a number of shoe stores. And I remember as a young kid going down to the stores and working in the stores. My father was called Mantell. I was called Boy Tell, and I loved walking around the neighborhood and talking to people, and it was, it was great. Uh, people of every walk of life you could imagine, uh, and that's, that diversity was so important to, in my background. Uh, I loved growing up there. I miss it. And uh, on occasion, when I leave San Diego, where my wife and I came in 1976, uh, we go back there and we still walk around. Neighborhoods have changed, but, you know, we, I still have a smile on my face. It's a, it was a great place to grow up in, and I believe it still holds a lot of promise and hope for lots of people. 
you know, so, uh, Dr. Mantel, did, did you always want to be a psychologist or uh, that's just something that, that came to you? Well, you know, I, when I was a youngster, um, I, I was always interested in biographies and autobiographies and learning about people. It just, it just always was a magnet to me. Um, and at the same time, you know, my parents thought, you know, become a doctor. That's what you got to do. So I majored in pre-med when I went to college. And I, it was beyond me. I couldn't the science and the numbers and all and then dissecting the, ugh, I just couldn't do it I had a psychology professor in a course psychology 101 about 150 students in the in the lecture hall and one day after class he called me he said hey you in the red sweater up there you yeah I looked me okay yeah what is it come on down here I want to talk to you he said what's going on with you what are you majoring in I told him and he said that's the wrong major you're the only student here who's alive and we went for a walk for about an hour. And by the time we finished the walk, I agreed that I was going to change my major to psychology. I remember calling my parents and they said, psychology? Well, can you make a living doing that? <laughs> and so, yeah, then I changed in my freshman year of college and aimed for psychology. And I can have lots of stories about where I went to graduate school and how I got in and all that. But I'll tell you something interesting if I might. And you cut me off any time, but interesting story. When I was in graduate school, I saw a lot of my fellow students have what I called back then white coat envy. It was a takeoff on what we used to call some other kind of envy. I don't want to mention it, but <laughs> white coat envy. I really want to be a psychiatrist. And I said, guys, if you want to be a psychiatrist, go do that. Psychology takes care of people in different ways. And not everybody has a clinical diagnosis. Not everybody has a mental illness. 80% plus of people don't. They, have, they face everyday adversities in life. I want to help those people. But at that time, in 1975, 76, I was offered the job as chief psychologist at Children's Hospital here in San Diego. Clinical, let's take care of those with diagnoses, great. Moved out of that a little bit to start taking care of the men and women and their families in law enforcement and without clinical diagnosis, supporting people who were facing trauma and difficulty back in the 80s. Nothing compared to what we have today. But I feel that what we have to look at is there are people who take care of those with clinical diagnoses and then there are those who take care of the vast majority of people who have everyday emotional upsets and that's what I want to talk about how to help people not disturb themselves over the, the misfortunes that every human being faces I'll tell you this if you think about it James, you tell yourself, James, I'm not so special. I am not exempt from misfortune. That gives us the opportunity to accept this world and move through it in a better way. Wow, you know, I tell you, that's, that's so wonderful. But we're going to take a station break. But we're going to come back and continue this great discussion. 
with Dr. Michael Mantell. If you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 888 It's your life. I'm James Cooler. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and just like I was saying, we we got the fantastic uh, Dr. Michael Mantell, and we're talking about uh, how to stop disturbing yourself. I mean, you know, some of the things that we do that uh, cause us to have anxiety, cause us to, I mean, just stress out. And so this great man is is going to help us uh, to better understand that so I tell you one be part of the conversation that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Now doc Dr. Mantel now so um we was talking about uh you know the challenges the, not really the challenges of being a psychologist, but we're talking about you becoming a, a psychologist. Can you tell us uh real quickly what are some of the challenges of being a psychologist? Well I I like to look um at um, the opportunities, the other challenges in dealing with people who day in and day out have difficulties, but the opportunities of being able to elevate people, to teach them how to think differently, brings to me much more opportunity than challenges. 
Um, one challenge that people have is today, given the pandemic and all the stress that people are under, is finding a mental health professional. Now, I retired as a clinical psychologist a number of years ago, and I'm working now no longer with people diagnosing and treating mental illness, but as I said, working with people who have everyday difficulties in life um, because of the way they think. Look, we are, so, so just to answer your question, far, far more opportunities and privilege and honor in helping people live optimally, maximize their life than dealing with uh, the difficulties of insurance and, and all those things that, you know, used to be there. Let me say this. One principle is the principle of emotional responsibility. Now, if misunderstood, people think it's insensitive. But think about this, James. We are not the victims of other people. Other people may mistreat us. Other people may uh, stab us in the back. They may talk badly about us. But the way we respond to that, that's our choice. And I find that most people walk around with three basic, irrational thoughts. Here's one. I must be perfect. I must be loved and approved of by all the important people in my life. Number two, you, James, Michelle, Todd, Kevin, my wife, Paul, everyone, you must treat me the way I demand to be treated. And the third irrational belief is that my life must be fair. Well, guess what? I am not special. I am not exempt from misfortune. Stuff happens. How can I go through life demanding that I must be perfect, you must treat me well, and life must be fair? That's what hurts people. Wow. Hey, Doc, so <laughs> you are a clinical a cognitive behavior coach. Can you explain uh, exactly what that means? Absolutely. What we do is we help people change the way they think about events. James, the problem is never the problem. The problem is the way you think about the problem. And what cognitive behavioral coaching does is teach people to rid themselves of irrational ideas that distort reality, that's, that are illogical, that prevent people from reaching their goal, that leads to unhealthy emotions and that leads to self defeating behaviors. We teach people to rid themselves of these beliefs, to understand that you disturb yourself by the way you think about an event. The event doesn't disturb you. So I remember when I got my very first car, and I got I was so careful. I didn't want to scratch, and suddenly I got a scratch on the car. Oh my God, that's driving me crazy. That's horrible. I should never have, I can't stand it. Wait a minute. Cognitive behavioral coaches say, excuse me, that scratch is over there. The way you think about the scratch is upsetting you. The scratch is a scratch. It can't upset you. It's in a car parked over there. So we have to learn to take responsibility to allow ourselves to have healthy negative emotions. I was very disappointed. Understandable. But I was enraged. That's not helping you. It's not helping anyone. Not helping society. Wow. We, ha we have to learn how to tolerate discomfort. 
And what cognitive behavioral coaching, even in one session, can teach people is that if you learn to tolerate discomfort, instead of turning it into unbearable, I can't tolerate it, I can't stand it, you'll be able to deal with the problem. When you believe erroneously, I can't stand. Tell me one thing in your life that you couldn't stand, that you thought you couldn't stand. You stood it. Here you are. And it was worth standing. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, 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 uh, Dr. Mantel. So uh, the title of the show is How to Stop Disturbing Yourself. And I know you're talking a little bit about that. Can you tell our listening audience, uh, can you explain exactly what that means? Absolutely. Since the principle of emotional responsibility, as described by Albert Ellis and Walter Matwaychuk and other psychologists, tells us we disturb ourselves by the way we think. Back thousands of years ago, the Roman uh, Stoic philosopher, the Greek philosopher Epictetus said, people are not disturbed by outside things or events, but rather we disturb ourselves about those outside things and events. You want to learn how not to disturb yourself? I'll give you three thoughts to get rid of right now. One, I demand that things be different. Number two, it's awful, terrible, and horrible that they're not the way I think they should be. Three, I can't bear this. Let's replace demand with I prefer that things be different. I prefer that we didn't have technical difficulties a couple of weeks ago. It would have been better, not horrible, awful. And could I bear it? Of course I could. It was worth bearing because here we are again. So you want to disturb yourself less, let's cut to it. I call my coaching cut to it. No beating around the bush. One, eliminate demanding thinking, rigid, inflexible thinking. Two, get rid of awfulizing, horribleizing, and terribleizing. Three, stop telling yourself you can't stand it when you know full well you just don't like it. <laughs> you know, you want to change just a little bit because uh, the past couple of years, uh, the world has been experiencing this health pandemic. Uh, and, uh, and ever since COVID started, as a psychologist, can you provide examples of various emotional health issues uh, that you have witnessed? Absolutely. And, and I, I call, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer practicing as a psychologist, so I call my, I do coaching. And from that perspective, from the perspective of how people think about the stress in America, um, the rise in prices of everyday due to inflation, uh, supply chain issues, the war, global uncertainty, a racial divide, the, the, the crime rate that's going up, the divorce rate, what's happening to children. Those are tearing us apart. But yet again, I was recently at the border with people who came from San Diego, with people who came from the Ukraine. And I saw people sitting there crying and teary and looked despair, despairing. And on the same aisle, there was this couple who were laughing and they were playing with their children. They were giving their kids a little plastic bottle of water. What's the difference? They both experienced the same thing. I like to say two people look through the same prison bars. One sees dirt, the other stars. So even the money, inflation, war, piling on a nation's stock in COVID-19 survival mode still comes back to how are you thinking about it? 
If we blame events, we're victims. And again, I'm not saying that those events don't trigger us in some way, but we still have to have a sense of responsibility in the way we think about those things. And we can help people think differently. And when, I don't, where, whatever community I go into in San Diego, wealthy communities, impoverished communities, it's the same message. Hey, guys, we can think differently. This is tough. Finances are tough. Family breakdown. Yes. Let's have healthy negative emotions. I'm sad. But I'm clinically depressed. I'm worried. But I'm ridden with anxiety that I can't do anything. I'm frustrated and annoyed. Or I'm enraged. I'm going to kill. Come on. we, We can do better. We can uplift ourselves. So COVID set the stage. But we decide how we're going to enter that stage. Wow. You you mentioned something that uh, I think is very important because a lot of people think that only the poor uh, get depressed. It doesn't matter what what your social economical background is. It doesn't matter uh, what your education background is. We all have uh, emotional issues and problems that we have to work out. And sometimes we're not strong enough to reach out to uh, professionals to uh, help us because we don't want to, first of all, be be told or being or recommended that I think you might want to look at it like this. Uh, real quickly before the break, what what would you tell our listener on? You've got one minute before the break. Yeah. How they uh, can, uh, I mean, Think about these things. First of all, every human being, the moment they're born, you, me, the wealthiest, the most impoverished, wherever in the world, we are all born with human worth. Every human being has worth. And when we rate people based on the way they behave and we say they are that kind of a person, we're destroying this fabric of society. I want to help people stop rating people globally. What you did was not good, but that doesn't mean you're a bad human being. We all have worth. We all have the same worth. Let's focus on beyond the outside. Let's look at what. Let's look beyond the outside to what people can become, not what they, not where they are. Wow, you know we got to take a station break, but we're gonna come back and continue this great discussion with Doctor Michael Mantel. If you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven again. That's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. It's your life. I'm James Cool. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or 
need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, this is such, such an important uh, conversation that we have and uh, I just want to say, I, I'm just thanking the doc uh, right now because I needed to hear this. And I know many of you out there probably need to hear it as well. And you can always call in and talk to this great man. And that number is one 888 Again, that's one 888 Dr. Mantel, you know, there are, are people who may use various mental health terminology to describe their behaviors and how they deal with certain emotional uh, things like bipolar, ADHD, ADHD, and other things. Why do you believe this is happening and how can, you know, we, how can this become problematical? <laughs> Good question. <clears throat> part, of my, part of my answer may be a little bit uh, unpopular but maybe that's why you're having me on the show. Um, when the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of the American Psychiatric Association first came out many, 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 many years ago, the number of diagnostic labels were very few. Today, that book has expanded, and we have labels and names for everything on the planet. There's a disorder called finger on the chin. James, I'm teasing you. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, Doc. I, mean, I was like, okay. There's, the a disorder, and I was like, <laughs> there's a disorder. Shrugging your shoulders. Okay. In other words, I think I believe that we may be over-diagnosing, and I believe there's a difference between healthy negative emotions and unhealthy negative emotions. Let me explain. We have to take care of people who have frank mental illness bipolar disorder, clinical anxiety disorders, uh, obsessive, the list goes on and on and on. Schizophrenia, the list goes on. But when we start taking 
everyday healthy negative feelings and make those a diagnosis to give medication and get insurance coverage, I think we're doing a disservice. So A, let's be sure that the uh, rate of, quote, mental illness really is about mental illness. Why are we seeing that increase? Look at the look at the world we live in. Look at the stresses that are upon us. Families are breaking down. I'll, I'll, let me give, I'll give you another answer. I was on the Oprah Winfrey show once, um, and she had me on to talk about racial relationships and, and violence in America. And she asked the question, why is there so much violence in America? Why is there so much mental illness? And I just pulled it out of my you-know-what. And I said, Oprah, the world came with 10 rules, not 10 suggestions, not 10 guidelines, 10 commandments. And the whole audience stood up and applauded. She came over and gave me a hug. I said, we just don't follow them. Now, I know that sounds simplistic, James, but I believe that we are not helping people. I I believe that instead of treating, we should be educating children in elementary school how to think about differences between people, how to think about I don't have, you have, how to think about uh, in ways that are not demanding but that are more flexible. I think we could reduce emotional disturbance and mental illness with more education in the classrooms than we currently have. Wow. You know, Doc, you you have wrote books and you wrote about uh, uh, you wrote about don't sweat the small stuff. Right. P.S. It's all small stuff. (laughs) Can you can you explain uh, that to our listening audience and and tell us why you wrote that? Yeah, I, I, uh, I walk around with a mantra. I walk around with many mantras, but one of them is I-D-M. I-D-M. It doesn't matter. Steve, uh, Steve Jobs wrote on his deathbed, whether I wear a $300 watch or a, three, or a $30 watch, it tells the same time. Whether I drive a $350,000 Rolls Royce or a $15,000 used car, I get to the same place. The fact of the matter is, when I wrote the book, uh, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, P.S., It's All Small Stuff, I wanted people to keep perspective. You think this is going to matter on, when you're on your deathbed? What matters to you and I when we were 20 doesn't matter to us anymore. What matters when we were 30 and 40 doesn't matter. It changes. Tell you a great story about Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. P.S. It's all small stuff. I was working at Good Morning America back then. And I was on every week, and the book did very well. And uh, I wrote it in 1988. 1994, it went out of print. One day I was walking through uh, Fashion Valley, shopping mall here in San Diego, and I see Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff. And there it is, Florida ceiling, big display. Wow, the book came back into print. I remember calling my wife and I said, Paula, you can have that kitchen you've been dreaming of. <laughs> and then I looked and I went, wait a minute. Who is this other guy who wrote that book? Wait a minute. He, my book was Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, P.S. And his was Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and? It's, oh, boy. That created an opportunity of a lifetime because I realized don't make a big deal about it. Roll with it. Be resilient. Roll in the face of difficulty. And that's what I did. 
Wow. You also, you, know, you, you, you talk about this uh, D-I-E. Can you explain that to, uh, I'm curious. Uh, I-D-M, you mean? Uh, I think it was D-I-E. Oh, D-I-E. Right, right. Demand, insist, and expect. Now, in much of my work, D-I-E stands for diversity, inclusiveness, and equity. But I, of course, that's why you have me on, because I don't go down the, re- the regular route. But I, one day it hit me, D-I-E, demand, insist, expect. But what does D-I-E sp- spell die? When we demand that things be different, instead of prefer and work towards pr- changing it, when we insist... We get our. If you saw what you did to your blood cells, when you're insisting that things be different, and when you see what expectation brings, no, let's bring it back down to reality and have some rational thinking to give us the opportunity to be able to fix things. James, if God forbid you or Michelle or your children, beautiful children, had to have surgery, do you want the surgeon he he or she who just had an argument with the nurse? to walk into that room all upset and angry and demanding the nurse be different. You don't want that. You want that surgeon to be calm. That's what I want de- that guy to be focused. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> exactly. Focus, right. That's what we want. But that's what DIE stands for for me. Let's not die by demanding and insisting and expecting life be a certain way. Let's roll with it. And then we have the ability to actually try to change the way things are. Wow. You know, during our last uh, interview that uh, we talked, we talked about all of these things and uh, in your life. How did you get from where you were to where you're at today? Well, first, I want to thank my parents for guiding me. My mother used to, a hundred times a day, used to say, what do you care what they think? What do you care what they think? She used to say to me, stop talking it into yourself. She was a cognitive behavior therapist before I even met my teachers, Albert Ellis and Aaron Beck, who invented these fields. Actually, my mother did. Um, And I want to thank my wife, Paula, 50 years of marriage, six years before that dating, uh, who keeps me... Michael, come on. Does it really matter? It doesn't matter. And so I, 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 blame, I, I, I give a lot of credit to that and, of course, to my faith in uh, God above, uh, who I believe helps me look at life by saying nothing ever happens to me. Nothing happens to me. Everything happens for me. Everything, whatever it is. Take a step back and say, I may not see the reason now, but I know I'm going to see the reason. Sometimes you're blessed to be able to see the reason very quickly. Oh, so that's why that happened. I said to a woman just the other day who's in the middle of a very, very nasty divorce, and I'm coaching her, and she met another guy. She's remarried. She's happy. I said, imagine if when the divorce was going on, you said to yourself, this isn't happening to me. This is happening for me. Something better is going to happen. There you go. Wow. Yeah. That is such, I mean, wonderful advice. And, you know, for the people that are out there uh, that are wondering, you know, uh, that how can I get from A to B? What do I need to do uh, in order to make sure that I'm on the right track? What advice would you give them? we got about a minute and a half before the break. I'll give you a number of things real quickly. Number one, lack of suspicion and resentment. Let's... Give the benefit of the doubt. Sounds biblical, 
because that's where wisdom comes from. Let's, let's not nurse a grudge as a major factor in our unhappiness. Let's stop living in the past. There's a saying, only fools trip over what's behind them. Preoccupying yourself with the past mistakes and failures leads to depression. I made a mistake. That doesn't mean I am a mistake. Let's not waste time and energy fighting things that we can't change. Let's learn to roll with that. But let's change what we can change. Stay, stay involved with the living world. No, let's not step out of the world. Stay involved. And no self-pity. Let's get rid of self-pity. When life hands you a raw deal, tell yourself, Michael, I'm not so special. I'm not exempt from misfortune. Accept it. Let's deal with it. Let me cultivate some what I call old-fashioned values and virtues. Love, compassion, humor, loyalty. And let's not over-expect from ourselves or others. Let's, let's, let's understand I'm always evolving. I'm always changing. I'm not a finished product. The world It's not the end of the world until it's the end of the world. Wow. You know, <laughs> excellent advice. But we're going to take a station break. We're going to come back. Great. Because I, I got to hear some more. I got to have some more of this. You know, and I'll tell you, if you want to be part of this great conversation, again, I'm going to tell you, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 It's your life. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and uh, such wonderful advice. Dr. Michael Mantell is providing to us. And just in case you forgot about the title of the show is How to Stop Disturbing Yourself. And uh, he is really laying it down. I mean, and advice that I think we all need to 
sit back and understand and that uh, we are all in this together. And prior to the, the break, uh, Dr. Manteo was talking about, you know, you, 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 not walking backwards. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit is moving forward. Things happen in our lives where we want to walk backwards and we want to be in the past. <laughs> and we don't want to be in the past, but we want to go back to the things, the way things used to be. And so when we start doing that, we start walking backwards in the past and thinking about these things. Oh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Next thing you know, we realize that we're in the past. And then we turn around and run as fast as we can back to the place where we thought that we was at. But guess what? Time didn't wait for you. You're still in the past. We have to be focused. And I I, I just uh, was thinking about that during the break. But that was such wonderful, wonderful advice, Dr. Manteo. And uh, I tell you, Dr. Manteo, People look at us or look at people and they say, hey, these guys probably ain't never had a, a bad moment in their life. <laughs> you know, so what is, what is some of the best and worst moments, I mean, that you witnessed that, that, that caused a change to you uh, that propel you to stay in focus and moving forward? Well, losing my parents comes to mind immediately. Um, I was 31 years old. I just became the chief psychologist for the San Diego Police Department. Uh, talking to my father on the phone the night before I was going to start. Uh, he was all excited. The next morning, I'm going to go into the office. Unbelievable excitement. I get a call. My father passed away. Um, how do you deal with that? Uh, a number of years later, my mother passed away. How do you deal with that? Uh, chief psychologist, 31 years old. The biggest shooting in corporate America took place right here in San Diego, San Ysidro, at a McDonald's restaurant. I was called to the scene. It had never taken place here. I was the man to deal with the media. What are we doing? And I was on Nightline that night. So we actually started my media career. And Ted Koppel back then said, uh, why does this happen? And again, I pulled it out of somewhere. I said, Ted, the question isn't why this happens. The question is, how does this happen? How does someone call to a community mental health center and say, I need help, not get it, and go into McDonald's and kill 20-some-odd people, children? And when I went down to that site and I saw children laying on their bicycles under the Hamburglar, Grandparents and in, in, in laying on, it takes it out of you. And I realized I'm put here for a reason, and I better be resilient and better have answers. And I think that, again, I look at things happening for me. Every step of my career, good and bad, happened for my benefit. I believe ultimately to be here with you today to uplift your listeners and to help other people become more resilient and live optimally. Wow. You know, yes, we, we, we just have to be focused. And that's, that's the purpose of the show is to uplift our listening audience because, uh, I mean, just like I mentioned earlier, Doc, we're going through some tough times right now. And um, we all are in this together. 
and we have to find a way to for common ground among each other to stay focused and to continue to move on that's forward so true. and also pay forward that's so true pay I, forward the, the word that comes to mind is resilient how can we become resilient and roll in the face of difficulties well, we have to accept unconditional acceptance, not acquiescence, not liking something bad that's happening. I think it's good, but unconditionally accepting change. Find ways to become more comfortable with change. How many people say, I can't stay in this uncertainty? What, what, give me, what, what do we need to do to deal with uh, COVID? I can't stay. Yes, you can. Learn how to accept change. Be a continuous learner. Always learn something new. Gain new understanding and apply them in times of change. Take charge of yourself. No, my thinking determines how I feel. You, James, do not determine how I feel. You can do things that help me or hurt me. And I choose how I'm going to feel about those things. I like to make sure that my clients find their sense of purpose. Because that helps people assess setbacks. Every setback, if you look at it right, is a set up for a stronger comeback. Reframe how you see your skills, your talents. Instead of like, I, I'm not educated, I can't do anything, I can't barely get a job, I'm a loser. No. This means I have opportunity to grow. I'm not done yet. Reflection. Sit back and think about what's good and what you see as bad. And ultimately, cultivate relationships, man, because you and I, we're one. We are connected. We are the same. Look beyond the outside to that which lies within. Don't think about what someone's been. Think about what they can become. And as you say, focus on self-identity. Form your identity apart from your job. What you do, that's not what you are. Let's first link arms as human beings. We're different in terms of what we do, the way we were raised, the way we look, the way we sound. But that doesn't mean we're different. We're human beings first above all else. Wow, you, you, you mentioned some, something else that I write about in my book. Um, and uh, it uh, was kind of created by Robert Frost, uh, the, the path path most taken <laughs> and uh, a lot of times we we want to walk down the same road that everybody else have went down and we get caught up in the same things and it's kind of hard to break away from that bondage <laughs> you know so you had mentioned uh, this and we're walking down that same road and if we're thinking the same way we, we, we we're stuck and we go do crazy things right but you had mentioned something about um, opportunities. I think that uh, once we figure out uh, what some of the issues that we have, uh, that's going to free up uh, just that's just one option that we might have, and it's going to lead to opportunities for. If once you see that there's other roads to take, you have more and more options. For every option that lead to opportunity. But we all have to make the right choice. And this information that you are putting out to us today uh, is so helpful. And I think people need to uh, take heed, listen, 
And how can they get in touch with you? I mean, if people want to reach out to Dr. Michael Mantell, how can, how can, how can they get in touch with you to get some more of this great knowledge and all of this stuff that uh, you've been teaching for the last 50 years? Well, thank you very much for having me on again. And I just will tell you this. Many people drive people to their website. I like to drive people to me. You want to look at my website? Great. But, but instead, write to me. Very simple. Here's my, web, here's my uh, email address. It's my personal email address. Dr. Dr. Mantell. D-R-M-A-N-T-E-L-L at me, M-E, dot com. Now, I hope my phone explodes tonight with 50,000 people saying, hey, great show. <laughs> Dr. Mantell. Dr. Mantell. No period. At me, dot com. I will get, I get back to everybody who writes to me. J- J- uh, James, two quick things. Tiny little nuggets. I love people to walk away with a nugget from an interview. One nugget is the idea that not that he made me angry, but instead of the he made me or she made me or it got me, change it to I made myself. I made myself. That nugget alone changes everything. Secondly, challenge Look for the opportunity. It's there. But I can't find it. Doesn't mean it's not there. Then get someone to help you find it. Remember, a setback is an opportunity. If people just have those two things, I made myself, and negative, no, opportunity, watch the difference. That wow. makes a difference. Hey, Dr. Mantel, wow, we're down to the last minute of the show. This is so great. I got to have you back, and we got to do part two. Okay, so let's do it. We got to do part two. Okay. And, I, and I'd like to thank uh, Joshua Goldsmith for uh, recommending this great, great guest. So, hey, thank you so much. I always have to thank my great co-host, even though she's not here today. You know, but um, I'd like to thank my producer, Todd Pirate. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for always taking the time to do this. I tell you, we're looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring great guests, bring, bring great shows to you. It's your life. I'll be back next week. Same time, same place. It's your life. I'm James Coley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.